The big question is, how does someone with MS actually improve their mobility, strength, energy, independence, the list goes on. My name is Dr. Gretchen Hawley, physical therapist and multiple sclerosis specialist. Welcome to the Missing Link Podcast. Tune in as I share the top strategies and exercises to help you gain control over your life with MS using research-driven insights and advice from top industry experts. Whether you're newly diagnosed or have had MS for over 30 years, whether you have relapsing MS or progressive MS, this podcast is for you. You're sure to feel empowered and inspired after each episode. Ready? Let's dive in. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in today. My topic for you today is about exactly what you should do when you are experiencing a relapse, a pseudo relapse, or an MS progression. And just as a quick reminder, before I go any further, if you need more clarification on what a true relapse or a true exacerbation is compared to a pseudo relapse or a pseudo flare, a pseudo exacerbation, then check out episode 65 of the Missing Link podcast. This is where I interviewed Dr. Michael Kornberg, and he talked to us all about the different ways that we can help determine what's actually going on. And he also goes into what is a true progression of MS relapse versus a temporary flare. So that is a very insightful episode. If you missed it, or if you want to hear it again, definitely check it out. It's episode 65. The questions I'm going to be answering today are the top four questions I receive when it comes to this topic. So the first is, should I continue my normal exercise routine or should I scale back or stop exercising? Then I'm going to answer, are there specific exercises or stretches that can help with pain or spasms? Followed by, How do I modify my exercise routine if I don't have the physical strength or energy due to a flare? And lastly, what should I be careful of or aware of when it comes to exercising and flares? So let's go back to the first question of, should I continue my normal exercise routine, scale back or stop exercising altogether while I'm experiencing a flare or a progression? The general guidelines for exercising during a flare or pseudo flare or progression is first and foremost, listen to your body. Your body will usually tell you if you should be exercising or not. For example, if your mind feels like you want to exercise, but your body feels like it doesn't, your body is just feeling heavy and uncomfortable and really, really tired then you might want to consider just not exercising, taking a break and assess this each day. While you might feel that way today, tomorrow might be different or the next day might be different. So don't assume that while you're going through a relapse, pseudo relapse or progression, that your body needs the same things every single day. It might be different, but if your body is feeling slow, heavy, fatigued, listen to that, honor that, And I would suggest not exercising on those days. However, if you do feel like your body is tired and it's heavy and fatigued and all those things, but your mind does want to exercise, you feel like, oh, if only I could get moving, 
I would feel better. I think I'd feel better. Then your option is to scale back. Very rarely do I suggest exercising as normal when you're experiencing a flare or relapse, just because things can worsen at a quicker rate or symptoms can flare at a quicker rate. So I would suggest scaling back. And this might mean exercising in a very light way for less amount of time. Maybe you only exercise for five minutes or 10 minutes or three minutes or 15. It doesn't matter what it is, but basically just get your body moving. And it might not be the exercises you've been doing up until now. Maybe it's going for a short walk in your home. Maybe it means walking to the bathroom, walking to the kitchen to get a glass of water. But the most important part to my answer here is listening to your body each day. Each day, ask your body and your mind separately what it feels like doing. And then either don't exercise that day or scale back. Keeping in mind that if you are experiencing a true flare or a true progression, your body needs to heal. It needs to understand what's going on and then respond to that. And that takes a lot of energy, meaning you might not have as much energy to go about your normal exercise routine. So just ask your body, listen to how you feel and make your judgment based on that. Best case scenario, you're able to move a little bit. Worst case scenario, you move a little bit and it didn't go well. And that's okay. Sit, rest, lay low, sip ice cold water, and you'll recover from that too. The second question was, are there specific exercises or stretches that can help with pain or spasms? And this is kind of a tricky question because spasms does refer to some level of muscle tightness or muscle contraction. So the best thing that you can do for muscle spasms typically is either stretching, massaging, or muscle releasing. And you can release your muscles through things like trigger point release or a foam roller, or by using the stick or a tennis ball, a rolling pin, something to roll out your muscles. So those are typically the best things to do for spasms. However, pain can sometimes be caused from tight muscles, in which case you do the same things as you would do for spasms. But other times it can be caused for your muscles working too much and overworking and, and muscle weakness. And so in that case, you'd actually want to do some muscle strengthening exercises in the right areas. So this question is really broad. I'm not able to give specific examples because it really depends on where the pain is. However, I can say that if it's low back pain, most of the time that low back pain occurs due to weakness. It's weakness in the abdominals and weakness in the gluteal muscles. So those are the areas that you'd want to strengthen. However, with MS, it is common to have weakness on one side, but not the other. And so it might be an imbalance of your right side versus your left side. So this is a really great example of when you would want to go to an in-person physical therapist to help you determine what might be causing your pain. The third question is, how do I modify my exercise routine? If I don't have the physical strength or energy due to a flare or a progression, and there's several different ways that you can do this. I often suggest picking one way, but once you've been doing them for a little bit of time, you can absolutely add more than one. So the first example is pick a different position. 
if you don't have the physical strength to stand up and exercise, there are lots of exercises that you can do from a seated position. And that can mean sitting on a chair, sitting on your couch, sitting in your bed, any type of seated position. Or if even that is too challenging, maybe you are in a lying down or a reclined position on your couch or in your bed. So change the position that you're doing exercises in. Secondly, change up which exercises you're doing. For example, if you're used to practicing your marching and lifting your leg and balance and all these things standing, if you're going to choose some seated exercises or reclined exercises, my favorite thing to do to get the body moving is to do arm movements. And the reason for this is because typically it's easier to move our arms compared to our legs. And so let's take advantage of this. You can do some arm swings, some forward punches, some rotational punches, reaching overhead and pulling down some boxing punches. There's so many different arm movements that you can do at a slow pace or a medium pace or a fast pace. Again, it depends on how you're feeling that day, but moving your arms is a great way to get some exercise in, it's going to be some cardiovascular exercise, but also some core exercise. And of course, upper body strengthening too. thirdly do less. And there's a few different ways this can look. For example, you can do fewer repetitions. For example, if you're used to doing 10 good quality repetitions, maybe only do five or even three or two. That's great. Just do fewer repetitions. This could also look like less movement or less height. Meaning if you are trying to lift your leg up high or lift your ankle and toes up high, when you're doing the exercise, don't lift it as high. If you're used to doing an exercise where you lift about an inch off the ground, maybe attempt to only lift half of an inch or a quarter of an inch, just do less movement. It's just as good for neuroplasticity. Your brain is working just as hard, but it can be less fatiguing. And lastly, hold for less, meaning if you're used to holding an exercise for three full seconds, or maybe you're practicing balance and you hold for 15 or 20 seconds, hold for less. If you're holding an exercise, only hold it for one second, or maybe don't add a pause at all. Just go slow and steady or increase the speed of the exercise. Sometimes that actually makes it easier. Or if you're holding a balance pose, only hold for five seconds instead of 15 or 20. So hold for less. And lastly, what should I be careful of or aware of when it comes to exercising and flares or progressions? The best thing I can share here is to become aware of your core temperature, especially if you know for a fact that you have experienced heat intolerance in the past. Let's remember that heat intolerance is when one or multiple symptoms worsen from your core temperature rising by at least half of a degree, which is not much at all. And as we've discussed in other podcast episodes, that can be things like the outdoor temperature, a hot shower, stress and anxiety and feeling overwhelmed in addition to exercise. So if you are choosing to exercise in some way, shape or form, even if it's a lot less than what you're used to, maybe it's fewer repetitions and less movement and you're not holding for as long, it can still cause your core temperature to rise. 
So that's the one thing to be aware of is how your body is feeling because you will know pretty quickly if your core temperature is rising because one or several of your symptoms might worsen. And the good news, it's a really easy fix. Make sure to have some ice cold water nearby, take small sips proactively, meaning before you exercise, but also throughout your exercise and at the end. And if you know that you are someone who is bothered by heat intolerance, just know that if you are going through a relapse or a flare or a progression, it can be more sensitive during this time. So normally, if you are aware that you are intolerant to heat, but your body could withstand 20 minutes of being outside when it's hot out, or maybe your body could withstand a hot shower. Just know that during a relapse or a progression, temporarily, your body might not have as high of a threshold for your heat intolerance. So it's just something to keep in the back of your mind. I hope you found these tips helpful and feel free to write them down so that when you are experiencing a flare, pseudo flare, exacerbation, relapse, progression, whatever you want to call it, you can come back to these tips. And also remember, you do not need to take all of these tips all at once. For example, if one of the things that I mentioned today feels most attainable and doable for you, just pick that one thing and try that. It doesn't often require all of these changes. Sometimes just one small change or two small changes is all you'll need. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If there is a topic that you would love for me to cover on my podcast, please reach out to me and let me know. You can find me on social media, specifically on Instagram with the handle at dr.gretchen, all spelled out d-o-c-t-o-r dot Gretchen. Or you can just shoot me an email at Gretchen at drgretchenholly.com. I'll put both of those in the show notes. I would love to hear from you, answer your questions, and talk about topics that are important to you. Thanks again for listening. I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to today's show. I am so grateful to have you as a listener. If you'd like extra resources, such as a video of one of my seated exercise classes, my favorite core exercises, and the opportunity to ask me your questions, head to missinglink.com forward slash insider. That link will be shared in the show notes along with links to my social media handles. If you love this episode and think a friend or family member with MS would benefit from listening, please go ahead and text or email this podcast to them right now. Sharing this podcast will help me educate and empower as many MS warriors as possible. Thanks again for joining and be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Missing Link Podcast.